Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello. And welcome to Stalking Time for the Moon Boys with me, David Baddiel. And me, Tim Hinks. Uh, actually, it's anyone who's listened so far, and thank you for doing that, uh, we're thinking of changing the title. Hmm. Not very much, because we like the title, but uh, me and Tim met the other day, because uh, sometimes we meet not as part of this, hmm. you know. Um, and we talked about how, it's Tim's idea, it might be a better title. Will you say it? Well, no, actually, because I was having a conversation with someone saying... What are you up to? And I listed many, many things and finally got to the podcast somewhere down the list and said, I'm doing this podcast with David and it's called, and then I said the name which I, which I, which I thought we were calling it, which is, I said, it's called Talking Time for the Moon Boys. It just came to you. So it came to me. So I thought that's what we'd called that's it. That's marvellous. That's like a sort of, you know, that's your unconscious saying this is a better title, Tim. Exactly. And yeah. yet audible too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I said that. And then as I said it... Or I don't think it's on audible, it, is it? It's on iTunes. <laughs> I think it's multi-platform. <laughs> and I think... And then I, I sort of thought, I think I'm sure that's what we've called it. And then I remember having a conversation. They were really not interested in the idea of us doing a podcast at all, let alone right. which title and they, we had. And you know what? Almost definitely they wouldn't have got the reference anyway. They definitely didn't get the reference. Um, but I said, no, I think I'll put, maybe we called it Talking Time for the Moon Boys. Uh, stalking Time for the Moon Boys, but really we should call it. And that's when, when we had lunch, as yes. you say. I said, uh, shouldn't we call it? It felt so obvious that that when I even when I said it to you. I well, thought, let's just let's just break it down yeah. for the for the listeners who weren't there yeah. at the time. Right. Uh, the podcast podcast is called Stalking Time for the Moon Boys, which, as regular listeners will know, or indeed Bowie aficionados will know, is a line from the Bewley Brothers. Uh, we don't even know what it means, but we just quite like the title. Um, and I always quite liked the idea. I think I thought of it because Stalking Time suggested to me like two blokes who were stalking the legacy of David Bowie. Wow. Well, you so, never said that. Oh, that's what I've always imagined. Okay. That we're the Moon Boys, and we're spending all our time stalking the memory of David Bowie in a very microscopic way. But that's quite complicated, that, I, I, and it's much I, simpler. I'm quite uncomfortable that you genuinely thought we were the Moon Boys. I've never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're the Moon I've Boys. Told, Who's the Moon Boys? I told Who you else that, could possibly? I told you that a friend of mine had this book on... I've told you this before, the Mastermind book. It was a, it was a, it was a load of questions about Mastermind I don't in think the you 80s. have told me this. You and mean Mastermind a, the show, the, the, not Mastermind the, the, the game show. with the big fat man not, and the not, Chinese woman? Yeah, not the weird James Bondy type okay. game, which is nothing like... It was a Mastermind book and it had lots of questions in it, I think. And in the foreword, um, it had an intro by Magnus Magnusson, who right. was then the host. I remember. And he was talking in a very self-depreciating way about getting something wrong when someone asked him a question. Right. And he said... 
I didn't feel much like Mastermind then. Right. And we used to say, yeah, but you're not Mastermind. <laughs> the show is Mastermind. Yes. You're the host. Yes. You're so not- in, in a way it wasn't self-deprecating because it showed it up the an unconscious belief that Magnus <laughs> so, was Mastermind. And he really wasn't. And it was, yeah. I mean, before we'd even got into the body of the book, we were already, you know, that was already yeah. a problem. So, so I never thought the, we were the Moon Boys. Oh, you never thought we were the Moon Boys? No, well, That's all there's say. a picture of us uh, dressed, uh, in, it was made up to look like Aladdin Sane. And it says stalking time for the Moon Boys. Well, obviously, the Moon Boys, in, in a way, is the collective David Bowie community. Yes. Uh, but this is all nonsense because you've come up with a much simpler idea, which is that we call it talking time mm. for the Moon Boys, which still makes us the Moon yeah, Boys. Yeah, it actually makes it more. More like we're the Moon, moon Boys. boys. Think about it. Yeah. Uh, make, although, talking time for the Moon Boys has a slight element of the clangers. Don't you think? As it, well, it's sort of strange creatures. Well, the minute that yeah. you think of, like, the moon boys talking, I imagine people live on the moon talking, yes. and that implies the clangers. This, yes. is, this is, again, something only really for older people, who I think but, is probably our main audience. The clangers was a show, for anyone who doesn't know, where these small creatures lived on the moon and went... Wur, 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 wur. That's a terrible impression, <laughs> but they, they spoke a bit weirdly. Well, but, <laughs> that would be my, a terrible and, podcast and, and, if we just did that. And my... Mum, who we've mentioned before, oh, yeah, we have mentioned her teacher, uh, her nickname at school was the Soup Dragon. Oh, was it? Uh, which is a Clangers reference And as also well. a band later in the 90s. Uh, was that the band? Snap Dragons? Uh, free, uh, no, the Soup Dragons did Freed and Free, the Stone yeah. Song. Didn't yeah, they? yeah, they did, yeah. And yeah. probably some other things. But yeah, that's and what so, nothing about your mum. Nothing, nothing about my mum's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, I think we should call the podcast Talking Time for the Moon Boys. Mm-hmm. But it's a bit late because we've called it Stalking Time yes. up till now to change it. So shall we, yes. just, shall we call it that? What? Talking to... Shall we call it Talking Time for the Moon Boys? I mean, you know, we can do anything. It's our podcast. I mean, I know people out there really care what we call it, so <laughs> yeah. we've got to get this right. <laughs> yeah. But I think, let's call it Talking Time for the Moon well, Boys. Well, imagine by now, by now, and the producer is here, Ben, is here with us, we'll have, a, like, a website and, uh, right. and, uh, and a Twitter feed and things like that, and possibly listeners can tell us whether or not you want to call it Talking what? Time or Stalking Time. Well, we should... We hold a vote. Yeah, we hold a vote. We can, on, on at the Moon Boys dash... Bowie, or whatever we, we <laughs> are on 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 Twitter, people can tell us. What we should check is because we're not or we haven't dropped these podcasts yet. No, that we're not so big that yeah. there is a spoof website called <laughs> Talking Time for the Moon Boys, which is sort of all the fans of our show. So we well, sh- it's people taking the piss out of us or talking about a, us. Yeah, in we the same because this might have gone way. huge. Yeah, it might it be right? absolutely but, huge. We don't know. But it might not just be two blokes in a shed <laughs> talking to each other. Just in case we're not huge uh, and there hasn't been a Twitter feed set up for Stalking Time or Talking Time for the Moon Boys, you can go to at Badil on Twitter, which is my Twitter feed, which is, I mean, that is huge. Now, you may be wondering, listeners, and Tim Hinks may also be wondering, because I haven't told him this, why we began with a short audio clip from Signet Committee. You probably know it quite well. Yeah, It's yeah, not a song it. that I do know that well, because Space Oddity is an album that I've always been... Well, I highly s- recommend that album. ...slightly thinking he hasn't quite found his voice yet, even though, obviously, the song itself is brilliant. Uh, so, listen to this carefully. Right. There's a lot of very, very big words coming out. Right now he says we're going to slit Rick Astley's throat. <laughs> he doesn't say anything like slit Rick Astley's throat. But what's really bad about this is I played this yesterday. It definitely sounded like we're going to slit Rick Astley's throat. But what, what, what do you think it actually is? Slit the Catholic throat. It is slit the Catholic throat. Now, when I played this yesterday, <laughs> it really again. sounded like... Okay. I think this is a remastered version where it's much clearer. Let's will so, this to be So you Astley. know what? I might have to find an, an older version of it because... 
I found this. Can I be yeah. honest with you? And I feel a bit bad doing this as a Bowie aficionado. I wanted to find something that matched Girl Mage. And regular listeners will know that last, ye- last year, that last podcast, Tim said to me that the line, Girl My Age, went off her head from five years. Sounded a lot like Girl Mage. Now, I contested this because obviously... It does, because that's a way of saying girl my age quite quickly. So therefore, what he was basically bringing up was essentially nothing. Uh, but I thought, I'll find a better version. I'll find a better misheard lyric than that. But I couldn't think of one. And so I actually went on the internet to the site Bowie Misheard Lyrics. Oh, did you? Yeah, there's a whole site, wow. Bowie Misheard Lyrics. so that was on lyrics. there? Yeah, that was definitely on there. And when I played it on the YouTube version, I found it really sounded a lot like well, maybe, we'll, it, well, we should slit Rick Astley's throat. But now it sounds clearly like we should slit the Catholic If he wasn't throat. born then, by the way. No, I know um, that. That's so what's funny about it. Well, partly what's funny about it. <laughs> well, as, as well as the idea Do you want to try again? And with, well, I could try and find another version of it. And we slit Rick Astley's throat. I mean, <laughs> I think it worked when I, when I did that. It when worked. you're shouting Rick Astley <laughs> over the top. Yeah. Um, okay, well, there's another one, which I also found it on it. It scans like Astley, is what it I'd really, say. I, honestly, I, it sounded brilliant on the version. I, I mean, I could try and find the YouTube well, try version. The, try the YouTube one. All right, let's try the YouTube one. But I don't know. That's. I mean, they all do get remastered. I don't know whether they're remastered to the extent that Astley becomes Catholic. Well, look, I think I found it on this one. Yeah, we slit the Catholic throat. I think that's better. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I. To me, it's it's Catholic. It's Catholic. It's, Catholic, it's what it it's is. Catholic. Okay. Should we but, try? I mean, you, to be fair, you had the same thing about girl mage, which which, which I'm even now saying is my age. But there was me, another, it's, there was it's, another one in Signet Commission. Okay. Which oh, again, really? I found on the same one. Okay. Yeah, every on this Bowie misheard lyric site. The By the way, Signet there's Commission. about five Bowie misheard lyric sites. On this one, it's got every song virtually. There are some misheard lyrics. And in, later on in Signet Committee, and I think this is possibly better, there's a line uh, about the madness they call Slough. That's yeah. pretty good. Oh, no, no, that that's is the madness they call yeah. Slough. It's supposed to be madness they call Now. The madness they call Now. Do you know what? That's, I've never known what that was, so that's good to know it's Now. I'm so disappointed by it. Well, I, that Rick Astley's no, but I, I, I thought that was going to bring the house well, down. you didn't think Mage... I mean, you know, it's no, a similar I, I knew category. Girl if Mage you think it, you be. think it. Yeah, I, but no, no, to be honest, Tim, can, can you just stop you there? Even if Girl Mage was really clearly Girl Mage, it's not as funny as Slit Rick Astley's throat. It's not, except that that slit the Catholic's throat. Yes. So, and, yeah. I mean, that's your problem. <laughs> that's my it? problem. That's, that's your yeah. fundamental yeah. problem. Can I just say to any Catholics listening, we don't approve of that either. We're it's not like it, Henry VIII. I, you're right um, <laughs> in so many ways. Yeah. You're, you're right that that whole album is is he's not quite he's not quite fully formed. No. Yet. I love that album. Yeah. It's also got your friend Ricky Gervais's favorite. I think Ricky um, Astley. Ricky, I if you want Ricky Astley. <laughs> there is a Ricky connection. There's a Ricky Ricky Gervais. I've heard him say this. It's got his, his favorite Bowie letter, letter to Hermione, which is a beautiful song. It's his favorite song. It's yeah. a beautiful song. And there's another beautiful song there called "An Occasional Dream." So he's yeah. he's writing very lovely, yeah. pre hunky dory sort of yeah, romantic. No, he has got lovely him. songs on it, but he's but still he's still a bit of a folky hippie on it. Definitely, which is why Signet Committee is nine minutes long. Yeah, I mean, I it's I don't it's it's a hard listen in some ways. But there's when I was looking, I don't know, I was just looking for Bowie stuff. On the internet, there's a there's a there's a misheard there's a sort of weirdly a misheard lyric. Well, I don't what is this qualifies? It's attributing a lyric to him that he didn't ever say, um, in a way that really made me laugh. And I'm going out on a limb here because you may not find it, but this made me laugh a lot because it's so wrong. And what what this is? It's on it's on the Smooth Radio website, right? Uh, which wow. you'll know well. Yeah. Um, 
and they've basically found the original uh, lyrics to um, Starman. Right. And they're sold at auction, and so so it's a story about. Oh, what you mean they found it on a on a piece of on paper? On piece of paper, or right, something like those things do. Um, and it does go on to say it wasn't signed, but there is a letter of authenticity. But the thing about this is, did you think about buying it? Well, I didn't. It's this is an old this is an old story, right? This right. is four or five years ago. So um, four thousand pounds they're going for. Right, that seems um, cheap. I suppose it wasn't signed. Does that make a difference? It's not got know. Bowie's signature. So right, how you authentic? Yeah, the, if those were the original lyrics to Starman. I went to the British Library the other day, and the, the original lyrics to something like... It's like Yesterday or something, no, isn't it? No, Ticket or... to Ride, I okay. think, was there. Yeah. Which I think is a lesser song than Starman. And if that's in the British Library, one assumes yes. it's sort of priceless. Yeah, it's strange, but... that, isn't it? So maybe... I mean, well, as anyway. you'll see in a minute, the story sort of falls apart. <laughs> okay. Because they've got these lyrics, and there's, that what they're going through is, well, there's some interesting differences in the original lyrics. What the, so I, uh, this is a subtle thing, I think, or which is... The lyrics that they're quoting are the ones written down. Yeah. So they're, but when they they then they, they then say they eventually turned into the song we know. Right. They misquote the song right. in a way that seems so <laughs> smooth. Radio do smooth radio. So what smooth radio say is, um, uh, so I mean, some cat was laying down some rock and roll. Lot of soul, he said, was the original lyric, and yeah. they correctly say no. What the, what it then became is some cat was laying down some get it on rock and roll. He said, right? if you remember, he sort of says, um, is that what he says? Yes. Bowie says that. Yeah. Does he? I just think some cat was laying down some rock and roll or soul he said. Some or is it the other way around? There's no get it on in the final song. Is I'm you, pretty are sure. You sure. Well, we can we, play it. Back on my radio, oh, oh, some cat was laying down some rock no, of you're right. No get it on. Except no get it I've on. I've heard him say get it on rock and roll. No, that's Mark Boland. <laughs> no, I've definitely heard <laughs> I've heard Get It On by Mark Boland. Or T Rex. Mark Boland uh, definitely said get it on. Where a does few he times. say or maybe it's on the BBC. There's there's like a BBC session or something. So oh my god, now you're remember you're I've really I'm, I've definitely heard him say get it on. So so what point are you making? Right. So that that is, wasn't even the point. <laughs> right, That's okay. a diversion. So um, so they got that wrong. Yeah. So it was all. So, so, but that was the first example. But the one that made me laugh was that they. This is what they say about the lyrics. They say another difference says Smooth Radio is in the same verse. Originally. It was came back on a wave of phase, right? Which yeah, is, yeah. Yeah. Which of course became this. They say with complete certainty, this is the worst line ever. Although Bowie never said it, which of course became what we know and love. Came back like a slow voice on a wave of phase haze. Phase haze. <laughs> which just, what is phase haze? I don't know. That's amazing. But I love the. You know why they, why they got it wrong. Because I am of the opinion that Smooth Radio has never played a Bowie song you could be right. in its entire history. I mean, if you're if you're out there, Smooth Radio, and you're listening, you can write to Appadeal or whatever and tell me that's wrong. But I I don't think there is a Bowie song. If there was a Bowie song played on Smooth, on Smooth Radio, what would it be? Absolute Beginners, no, maybe something or no. I uh, I would say alien, something soft. Wild is the Wind. God, that's quite. I mean, wonderful song. Yes, I know what you mean. But, but, just to, a, but it reads to Smooth Radio as a kind of lounge ballad, doesn't this it? This is what, they, just to remind you, this is what they think is the Starman lyric is, came back like a slow voice on a wave of phase haze. Yes, well, we can play that if you like. Just no, but I mean, that's, that's definitely not true. And the loud sound that seemed to fade, fade, came back like a slow voice on a wave, wave of, of phase. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, I'll tell you what it is. Oh, it's a hey. Well, actually, uh, this is an interesting uh, no, uh, uh, Or is are it? Are Smooth Radio wrong? Because I, he does go fair, eh. I've never. I've, I've always thought that's just a. Br- no, I always thought that's hey, hey, hey. Well, I just thought it's a way of singing phase with two other notes. Fair, no, no, a- totally. A's. But maybe that, maybe Sorry, that is the lyric. That's awful. But what? 
Maybe that is the lyric. Maybe it is. Well, now... The phase haze that. is terrible lyric. <laughs> it's not a terrible what, lyric. What's I mean, let's be honest. Came back like a slow voice on a wave of phase is fairly meaningless anyway. It's just wave Bowie... Wave of phase being, haze. Okay, well, so hang on. So, no, if you Google... <laughs> I'm afraid, Tim. If you Google Starman oh my lyrics, God, it's collapsing. you get came back like slow voice on a wave of phase haze. I mean, that's the so, worst. I mean, that so that's God. smooth radio are right. So, so first and we, smooth, the Moon Boys, are wrong. But we have to accept that when we've we've got it wrong. But yeah. to see that written down, came back like a slow voice on a wave of phase haze. Came back. I mean, I've never that's thought not, that's what that is. I've no. always thought it's just phase. Well, that's extended. I mean, do you know what it just shows? But you know, it just let's shows be honest. It's hazy broad, cosmic jive isn't a real thing. We have to accept it's, that. I guess it's not ultimately a real thing. No, no, no. no I don't right. think scientifically it's a real thing. No, I remember when I first realised that. It's these are the things that when you're growing <laughs> yeah. up. Marconi never invented hazy cosmic jive. We have to accept that no, about it. It came about, back about. like a, so. I was wrong. So you're wrong. It still makes me laugh. Yeah, but we're talking about the internet, and it now might be time to look at something that we've been thinking about talking about on this podcast for a while, which is you know Bowie on the net. And I'm not that bothered about, although it is amazing how much Bowie. Who I don't really think of as Bowie as an intellectual. I mean, that's, I've said it now. Right. Like wow. he's obviously a very clever wow. bloke and an incredible artist. Yes. But you know, considering that he did obviously when he was whacked out uh, in the 1970s, slightly mm. say some fascist things. You yeah. Know, I think that you know the stuff he said about life and and whatever wasn't always on the money. But he was very ahead of the game with the internet. You know, and he and I have seen interviews with him. I think that Paxman interview and other interviews. Yeah. He talks about how the internet is going to be the thing that rules the world, which is clearly correct. Uh, but I'm more, I'm less interested in that and his bonds, which I've never understood his bonds. Have you ever understood his bonds? Uh, the Bowie bond, no, it was a strange, it was a strange period. He was ultimately mortgaging his future revenues. There's a couple of you have said that phrase. Yes. I hope to get through today without saying that. I think he was saying, take a position on my future earnings, wasn't he? Like Ray Parler did with his wife in the divorce settlement. What did Ray Parler do? I think Ray Parler was... For, a... for listeners who don't know, that's an Arsenal footballer, and I, I don't think of you as, anyone, as someone who knows anything about footballers. I'm actually brought Brian the brought I, uh, I'm an Arsenal fan. OK. And my this memory is... is me. Yeah, that Ray Parler, or Shirley, as he was yeah. often called, yeah. affectionately, I think. Was that affectionate? I don't know. Uh, well, for I Arsenal fan, that. I used to call him... I, I, he was often called the Romford Pele. Right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Which was yeah. wrong. He got, I mean, he, just completely, I was from Romford, but he was nothing like Pele in any way. He was nothing like Pele. Yeah. Also, he got, so he got, the thing to know about him is one, he got involved in the luggage, he stole some luggage or something. That's a, a bit, there was might something, have to check that with no, the lawyers. Check that. Let's say that wasn't true. Okay. There was something about luggage at Gatwick Airport he got in okay. trouble for. Well, the other asked. main thing about, about Ray, you may or may not know, right. is uh, there was a woman called Eileen Drury. Who Glenn yeah. Hoddle? Do you know about this? I'm Glenn Hoddle. This is the podcast that people the want me to do. By the way, this, this she, absolutely this bit. This is the, the podcast people want me to do. Eileen Drury was a uh, sort of mystic, yeah. Uh, who Glenn Hoddle uh, employed when he was manager of England in whenever it was the nineties uh, to uh, help the England players with kind of injuries. It was a kind of faith healing thing. Yes, uh, and it all went very wrong for Glenn because that led essentially. I don't know if it was Eileen's belief itself, but it led to Glenn being sacked because he said that the oh, disabled yeah. people and other people who have suffered yes. inspired karma from a from a life before. Yes, uh, which so that, turns out not to be true. That's not true, Glenn, and I hope you don't believe that anymore. But either way, when Glenn was still manager, Eileen Drew was meant to be, you know, helping the team with injuries and whatever, yes. not rather than a proper doctor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so each player came in to see Eileen, sat down, and she put her hands on the player's shoulders very gently, and right. each of them would take this very seriously, apart from Ray, who said, short, back and size, please, love. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's the main story I know about Ray well, That's Parler. a brilliant very story. Very funny. Yeah, well, well, 
The other story, which is less funny, yeah. is about his divorce. Okay. Um, which, if I remember correctly... <laughs> I never thought we'd end up talking uh, about Ray Parler's divorce. If I remember correctly, and Ben, our producer, is checking this, uh, he was one of those test cases where, um, in the settlement, it was not just about his earnings to date, but it was also about future earnings. And those uh, right. were, and, the, and his wife, it was ruled, had a... Had a, had a sh- well, how old was Ray when this happened? Uh... When anyone in says anything like that, I always like to say something like six because it always seems quite funny. But I'm yeah. not going to say that. No, the reason I ask is when, that if it was Ray, if Ray 30s, was like thirties, his future earnings would have been shit anyway. Well, I think that, Ray, yeah. I didn't see Ray doing much after football. No, I might. I have mean, been, he may have been one of the only footballers post the seventies to open a pub. I say that without knowing whether or not he's open. I know what you mean because because uh, once uh, there's a Twitter thing, isn't there, of what of ex footballers and what they do, and there's uh, as you say, seventies and eighties pubs and, and, and always opening a pub. He his look. We've got just in footballers. So we can confirm 2004, so he would be, yeah, he'd be sort of 30-odd, wouldn't he? Um, footballer's ex-wife wins a third of his future income. Oh, right. Former wife of the Arsenal England football, footballer, the Romford Pelé, don't say that, <laughs> Ray Parler, won her high court claim for a third of his future income. OK, well, well done, Mrs Parler. So, I, I do I, hope that Ray's earnings as a minor pundit for talk sport, which I assume is what he's done. Yeah, a third of I've, that has seen you right. I think he's almost said, right, I'm not doing anything now, because <laughs> I've not heard him on an... Uh, 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 no, anyway, but, should we um, stop talking about Ray? Why did uh, we talk about him? Because of Bowie Bonds and right. sort of imagining yeah, so, future income. Yeah. Uh, but mainly I want to talk about the fact that there is a website. It was in 2004, and Bowie hadn't been around for a while. He had a heart attack round about then, and he was just at mm. home. Around about that time, and it's sort of before the internet was the internet. So it's when there were like forums where people would just, yes. you know, post quite long yes. things or whatever. Chat groups, things like that. There was one, and on this one, someone called Sailor would appear. And people mm. thought that was Bowie. So other people are posting stuff about Bowie. So someone here posts something about how, you know, uh, he's looking for a new album and talking about outside and blah, blah, blah. And a man comes on called Sailor and says... So do you ask every rock legend to sort through 35 hours of material or just the ones who've recently had heart surgery? Have you no shame? I came to your fucking crap hole of a country to perform, but that's not enough. No, sir, let's all ask the old man to walk on fucking water and bend over backwards because we're the fans. Whatever, girlfriend. And it carries on. It gets really cross. Anyway, there's one particular one I like where Sailor talks about... Yes, here's the story. A fan shares a story about meeting Bowie in 1978 on a bench in Hyde Park and being snubbed by him. As far as I remember, uh, to uh, he just says, oh, I was at, met Bowie once, but I didn't really meet him. Right. I was just sitting on a bench in Hyde Park. Bowie came and, I think, sat on the bench, and he said hello, and Bowie didn't talk to him. And uh... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today wow 
Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Bowie says back. If it is Bowie, Sailor says back. I'm sorry I didn't lavish you with attention on a fucking park bench. In response to the guy's query as to whether Bowie heard him yell cunt at him as he left. So this bloke's point is, right. you didn't say anything to me. I said hello. You were unfriendly and deaverish. It's 1978, so he's probably thinking about doing wow. you know, uh, the Isolar 2 tour uh, to Earl's 78. Court. 78. 78, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. Bowie, Bowie leaves. Bowie's very much the thin white Jew yeah, at this yeah. point in time. You know, he's done low and heroes and whatever. We should be in Berlin anyway. Well, according to him, he's in a bench in Hyde Park, okay. which is not impossible. Yeah, of course he was, not. He was touring in Britain at the yeah. time. Bowie didn't respond. This bloke calls him a cunt. And Bowie says, I did hear you yell that at me. As a matter of fact, my entire creative output in the 80s was a response to that. <laughs> right. uh, now, uh, as I jogged That's away, brilliant. I have my revenge on you by making you feel stupid as I release three albums, each one worse than the one before it. Now, I've read that before. Wow. And when I read it first, I thought, That's brilliant. Yes. That, I bet that's him. Now, I don't think it's been proved that it is him. And no one's ever said, he's never said, he's never commented on it. He's never said it was him. But what I liked, what I always liked, was the idea that Bowie, on his, in his enormous, fantastic New York apartment yes. in 2004, obsessed with the internet, is going on a fan site mm. and responding to people yeah, amazing. like that. I, I, if it's not him, I'm quite surprised that someone hasn't come out and said, no, actually, that was me, just some internet Bloke. But but because he he said I think he's maybe it's the Paxman Newsnight interview where he says if 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 he'd been born later he would sort of be a technology you know he'd be an IT guy I don't think he meant IT guy well, think, no. like, like sort of like a sort of um, you know he would have come up with Apple or something right because he was getting at well, it, that, is, that well, was the medium absolutely news, true which would have been bad which, by the way well it's, it's bad but it's absolutely true that and it's a sort of issue I've always been bothered about it that when we grew up and obviously millennials listening to this, of which there'll be none, might disagree with this. But, you know, the great people were the yes. artists, yeah. the content providers, if you would like. Now the great people, the people changing culture, are the communicators of content, right? So the people who actually, you know, are changing mm. the world, Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, mm. blah, 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 mm. they're not artists. They're the people who provide the tunnels mm. through which content gets to places. Now that's very good, but at the end of the day, that's bad. For culture, because all if the content, if the artists the aren't, pipes, aren't the yes. important people, it's just the pipes that yes. are important. Then we'll just recycle Certainly, culture endlessly, which is what's happening. That's why we're doing a podcast about David Bowie. Ziggy Stardust and the content providers yeah. is not quite as sexy. You're yeah, right, exactly. Um, Although I don't think but, of Mark Zuckerberg as a spider from Mars. Uh, no, I more meant that Bowie. I mean, if Bowie had become a sort of computer whiz, yes. you're right. Ultimately. It would have been a massive loss, wouldn't it? To it would have been a culture. massive loss, yes. yeah. Uh, but Although, then what we don't know is what incredible computer thing he'd have come up with. Do you think it would be... Well, he would have, so if he had followed his career, he would have come up with some slightly laughable stuff at the beginning <laughs> that he sort of never yeah. wanted to talk about. Yeah, then extraordinary computer. stuff. Then incredible computer stuff. A decade stuff. of, inc- like, yeah. s- coming up with the and iPod. Stuff and stuff that, that people shouted cunt at him about. And also, we'd all go, oh, you should do the iPod again. All this yeah. other stuff is just a bit of a sort of rubbish. Yeah, but then know. very late in his career, he'd have come up with something a bit like the iPod, and we thought, oh, yeah, that's really good. We yes, could, you're right. We could have had that on the original iPod. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like the intervening years haven't existed, and then yeah. there'd be a period when he said slightly Nazi things. But do you think this is 
Do you think this is true? Either, either that it is really Bowie, or probably more likely that he did sit on a park bench, didn't speak to a bloke, and that bloke did shout at him. I think it's... Well, certainly it's an extreme reaction, isn't it? If, if I mean, as you know, I've, I've been in the same room as Bowie. Yeah, but you were only three. I doubt you knew the word. I didn't, no, and I... And, I, and so you were with your mum. And I was with my mum, who does, but I don't think she would use it no. very liberally. No. Uh, so that seems harsh of him to have to have reacted in that way. Yeah. But you can absolutely imagine Bowie, as you say, sort of hold away. I mean, there's a sort of Lennon thing, isn't it? The New York apartment sort of going slightly crazy, and Bowie, unlike Lennon, has the internet, and why wouldn't these guys sort of want to interact in that way? So, yeah, I, yeah, I believe it. I mean, Sailor's I, I, an odd a moniker, isn't it? Yeah, the I don't anything, know why it's Sailor. Well, that sounds a bit like it's Rod Stewart. Well, there is that, but equally, you could say sailors is fighting in the dance on the dance in the dance hall. You could say that's a, yeah. a reference to, but that's the only one thing I wonder. Would he call himself sailor? Um, actually, uh, that's a good point. I, I've got the whole email here. The bloke says I was on in 1978, sitting on a bench in London's Hot Park. The man I idolised takes a break from jogging. That in itself, oh, I'm not so I sure. I think he's a bit dodgy for 1978. I'm not so sure about that at all. Yeah. Did Bowie go jogging in 1978? I, I mean, we're looking at a man. I've never seen a picture Mainly of him. surviving on milk and cocaine or certainly having just come out of it. Yeah, well, he's really. going through a healthy phase. Is he? In 78. Yeah, he's sort of in his Berlin, okay. sort of trying to get himself back on track. So okay. I've, never, think... I've never seen pictures of him jogging. Not I like if, Madonna. Did anyone jog then? <laughs> yeah. In those late 70s? Brendan, what's his name? <laughs> Brendan... Foster. Foster. <laughs> he definitely jogged. How often is David it? David like... Henry. He... It's not long before any discussion about Bowie brings in Brendan Foster, is it? It's <laughs> yeah. always... But anyway, that's not jogging, that's running. No, but genuinely, I don't think jog- was jogging a thing then. Well, I don't know, hmm. but I, I'm carrying on. I'm hmm. literally trembling. This is this is um, he's called Straw Man. Interesting. Okay. And after the longest two minutes of my life, I managed a nervous hello, David. I'm a trainee chef at the Dorchester. Now it says here Bowie was staying at the Dorchester Hotel at the time. Okay. Okay. Your reply, without even looking at me, was that's nice. Well, to be honest, that's not too bad. That's nice. Yeah, Hello, he's, David. He's said, That's Hello, nice. David. Strawman says, I'm a trainee chef at the Dorchester. Let's act it out. You be Bowie. Right. I'll be the frightened right, right. Okay. Hello, David. I'm a trainee chef at the Dorchester. That's nice. <laughs> Good Bowie. Spooky, yeah. right? Then you get up and carry on jogging. You 100 yards away, probably out of earshot, I shouted, cunt. <laughs> that seems, I mean, for me, he's acknowledged me, he said that's nice. That's brilliant, isn't it? I went off you for a while after that, but then you released Scary Monsters, which kind of rekindled the fire. Right, he carries on, for, and he sort of says some sort of things about Bowie. And then Sailor says, I'm sorry I didn't lavish you with attention on a fucking park bench, but trainee chef doesn't exactly raise any eyebrows. Besides, <laughs> I train in very time-specific intervals. Any more time on that bench would have ruined my pump. This seems quite unlikely. To be <laughs> it's beginning to see. As I read it out, it's I'm begin- starting to doubt whether the sailor it's is beginning Bowie. To see, unless he's sort of just playing a role, and and but I can't imagine him saying. Well, he does that. play roles. He does I think play we've roles. We've established that. So this is Angry Jogger, his less famous yeah. Um, incarnation. Yeah, I did hear you yell at me, and then this stuff about the, my entire creative output in the eighties was a response to that. And this is the bit I probably like best, actually. I'm going to tell all your dorky internet friends about it so they know who's really to blame for my 80s work. He's running with the idea that all his 80s output, which he's saying, Bowie is acknowledging here. Which he does. It's substandard. I think some people with a real sharp eye might even catch a few subliminal flashes of the phrases, this is for you, trainee bench boy, or a cunt that am I during the video for dancing in the street. I mean... 
I, I've got to say, it seems highly unlikely that that's... Bo- or, it seems it? highly unlikely, but if it is, he is funny. It's brilliant. The question, well, is Bowie funny, is answered by that, if that is Bowie. I think, well, it's a really good question, by the way, is Bowie funny? Yeah. Because I think we've talked before, there are sort of moments when he's very funny yeah. and, sh- and, sh- and there's moments when he's quite cheesy. Yes. And I was thinking about this this morning, I was thinking... Because we've we've often we we I think we get a bit anxious about we sometimes we we slightly take the piss about Bowie is so loved that I think as a fan you're always trying to look for a certain angle right that you own because he's got over a hundred fans worldwide right it's more I mean it's yeah, huge I think more than a hundred fans did you say I mean yeah or I mean it's it's definitely more than that isn't it uh, more than a hundred yeah. yeah I think it is yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah um, <laughs> it's, it, and and so my uh, growing up my thing was to find him fun you know sort of like find right. bits of cheese so I don't propose that we give a lot of time over to the laughing gnome no. because i think it's too obvious and i know what people think about it yeah so i you, really like the song you like the song I've, i grew up listening to junior choice on radio one was with that what it was Stuart called ed stewart. stewart i think he's no longer with us no i think he's oh ed stewart no longer, i'm pretty sure he's no longer with us really i got a feeling that i tweeted about him being no longer with us oh, okay uh, or was that Stu francis i think that could, I think Ed Stewart is still well. I'd, well, I, I'm very. I do apologise to Ed <laughs> if he's listening, and certainly to any Ed fans. Uh, Ed Stewart, no, dead, dead. Oh, uh, is he? Okay. Of January 2016. Okay, I got a vague right. memory that I tweeted about oh, it at right. the time to do with Crackerjack. Yeah, no, because he he, he was, was he um, was off, often with Peter Glaze on Crackerjack. That's exactly right. But oh, I mean, was that someone else? Uh, no, that's the same guy. I think. Was it Ed Stewart? Ed Stewart, I'm, I think. Was it Ed Stewart? Yes, he's what? on Crackerjack, um, and he did also say I could crush crush a grape. Well, That's I thought, right. I thought that was Stu Francis. But anyway. if you, but but I, I really, and so I grew up. You know, they used to play things like Little White Bull and all those old songs. Yes. And the, the Laughing Name is one of those. And right. I grew up really liking it, not knowing who David Bowie was. I just really liked oh, really? it. Really, my nine-year-old son loves it. It's right. just, a, I think, it's a really, it's a, it's, it's a nice kids song. It's a nice, it's brilliantly constructed. It's a great melody. It's all the Bowie things. But I know I'm not proposing. I never quite understood though, and this is a whole other discussion. And maybe we should leave it till next time. What Bowie was sort of doing in that sort of weird Decca novelty song. Duram, yeah. I, I know Duram, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I know he was influenced by Tony Newley, hmm. who released a lot of and very... Tommy Steele. And Tommy Steele, mm. yeah. But Tony Newley in particular yeah. had this very weird crossover thing whereby part of him was doing very arty stuff yeah. and part of him was doing very variety, yes. cheesy stuff. And that's yes. a kind of British thing because I think the Beatles have a bit of that as well. That's right. The Beatles, you know, they're doing some stuff which is clearly really out there and some, some stuff which feels like, well, this mm. is like a very British goon mm. showy or sub goon yeah. showy thing. Uh, but anyway. Well, uh, I, well we should do, uh, be good. Int- the, the, that whole album, David, was called different. I think it's been called, but the world of the, David Bowie and yeah. that. Dura- I've, I've, I loved and I've listened to it. You know, but is it really funny? Is, the, is what? Led well, to sorry, this. no, it's not so. I mean, there's all sorts of curious things on that album. Some beautiful songs like "In the Heat of the Morning" yeah. and "Let Me Sleep Beside You," which are yeah, really they're, they're great they're, songs. And they're all a bit very sixties, but and then there's things like "Laughing Gnome" and um, "Uncle Arthur," which are all sort of weird and slightly yeah childlike and but a bit dark. So the "Laughing Gnome" has this awful cheesy, a bit like you're saying, goonge, sort of call and response. You yes. know, and he says, "I'm a metronome," and you know, yes. and he says, it's and, "Sort oh, of surreal it's, thing." It's partly to do with the development of comedy, I think, because comedy at the time was moving away from jokes yes. and starting to become a bit surreal and exactly. a bit and Spike Milligan and whatever and so uh, when you listen to it you think what, what's going on here it's partly that yes. isn't it and he does so he does this thing which is the gnome uh, it's not actually a real gnome but the gnome in the is song is the gnome not a real gnome in the laughing gnome uh, I think in the song it's a real gnome Right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, well, what do we mean by real? Though, anyway? <laughs> they're not actually real, are I'm they? I'm assuming it's Bowie with I mean, his they're voice. Real, they're real in the garden, but they're not. There's no such thing as a real gnome. 
There's definitely no such thing as a gnome. <laughs> yeah. No, no. There's no... Um, they're, they're sort of one foot tall. Yeah, I know they? what they are. They wear a, a hat. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, wear you're a familiar hat. with yeah, their yeah. work. They're in Snow White. Yeah, they're, they're, they're called dwarfs, in, and there are real dwarfs. Yeah, but they're gnomes... Are, I mean, gnomes... Are, they're mainly gnomes in Snow White, isn't it? Let's yeah, be honest, I think they're not really. They they've got the hats and, and and the shovels. I see what you mean. So why aren't they Snow White and the Seven Gnomes? I think gnomes might be a British thing. Really? I don't know. First time I've ever thought about that. I've okay. Thought it through. All right. Um, but in the Narfing Gnome, and I'm assuming it's Bowie with his voice speeded up, but I someone yes, with yes. their voice speeded up. But so you've got this 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 song where where, where you get this sort of comedy yes. call response. So I'll try and find a bit of a typical bit. I mean, it's all very cheesy. Laughing so, no, that's, that's an example. That is a joke. It's a joke. That's and a straightforward joke. I'm going to report you to the gnome office. It's a pun on home office. It's a, it's a yeah, or gnome. Yeah, pun on no, home no, office. No, it's a pun yeah. on home office. You have to say <laughs> the pun is on the thing that oh, is you mean. the neutral yes. thing. Yeah. And the pun is the thing that is the unnormal yeah. word. Yeah. Well, this, so, is in t- this would be what they would have been saying in the studio. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Bowie does it. And he does a couple of those and he says metronome and so. Yeah. But there's a bit where. And he's the, actually talking to the gnome, which is kind of funny. I quite like that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a really charming song. There is a bit, however, I've always been I've been obsessed with it from the first time I heard it. When if we if we accept that as comedy, Bowie kills the comedy stone dead <laughs> with a response, okay. which I think at best seems to show his absolute disinterest in the gnome and everything okay. about him. He kills it with well, a response. Play, play me that. So I'll play it. See what you think. But it's Bowie's response. Okay. To can, can I just say I didn't know what the gnome said that inspired the response. I'm going to report you to the gnome office. He doesn't say. Yeah, he must have say something. He's just he speed it up. Uh, let's have a listen. Wait, laughing all day. Oh, to report you to the gnome. Oh, yeah, no, he's just... Oh, oh, yes, now, what happens there, if you listen very carefully, is the gnome giggles, Bowie says, I'm going to report you to the gnome office, and the gnome goes, gnome office, ah! Yeah. Exactly. Which is actually in itself quite a naff thing to do. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, we'll get the gnome yeah. to laugh at my joke. Yes, and explain it. And Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well... There's it's a, a bit like sometimes in the cinema. I used to do a bit about this, about very annoying people who sit by you in the cinema and repeat the funny lines and laugh at them. Right. Well, it's 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 so it's fun. You're on the nail here because the gnome is about to tell you. Yeah. I don't think I'm spoiling it. I think I'm right in saying uh, he says um, <laughs> I'm a metronome. Does he okay. say? I think he, maybe you could just play it. Well, yeah. But then <laughs> I think you're trying mind, to set it up too much. Keep in mind that they're helping each other, both yeah. in the gnome, by repeating things and yeah. saying, "Oh, the gnome officer." Yeah. They're working um, together. Uh, or metronome. By the way, if anyone it, knows. If the gnome in the Laughing Gnome is Bowie, yeah, or question. whether he employed an actor or an engineer or whatever to yeah. be the gnome, or is it a gnome, or is it an actual gnome? I think that's the least likely. Uh, do let us know because yeah. that would be very interesting. So here it comes. Okay, the gnome makes. I think he says metronome, but but, but Bowie should be responding by saying, "Ah, oh, I'll take what you've got there, and I'll." Or he should be running with it. He should be running with it. Yeah, here's what he does. In comedy and improvisation, right. you will know. The, the response is always yes and. It's yeah. never no. Exactly. Okay. Or it's even nope. Or even. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gnome. See, I'm helping you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it certainly shouldn't be absolute disinterest. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, where do you come from? No, no, no. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's always. It's that, that that absolute no... disinterest. No, where do you come from? No man's land. Oh, really? He doesn't come thinking... from. No, no he, he doesn't come from no man's land. He comes from no man's land. Right. That's the joke. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, I heard that very clearly. But, uh, we don't need smooth radio to help us here. But I, He's definitely saying no man's land, right? I would say... And Bowie says, oh, really? To be fair to Bowie there, I don't know if he is killing it. 
Well, I, would I think say... Bowie is adopting the attitude of, oh, you silly old gnome, you've said another gnome thing. Except that he hasn't done that before or after. <laughs> uh, the gnome, for me, would be well within his rights to say, Come yes. On. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or even, or... are you suggesting I'm not? <laughs> That's what I would think. Can <laughs> you do more gnome talk? It's very funny. Because <laughs> I don't know if you know, but you're quite a serious television executive. Yeah, where do you come from? <laughs> oh, really? Yes, I am. <laughs> Why have you said, oh, really? It's not you, fair. Do you even care where I come from? <laughs> is what I think. And there's a gap. There's just a sort of There is a bit of an odd gap. <laughs> yeah. gap. There is a bit of an old gap where David has left the gnome hanging. Yeah. And you should never leave a gnome you hanging. You shouldn't, because there's a long way to drop. Well, it's not. Well, no, it's not so sad. Yeah, okay yeah, <laughs> but I think of all they've worked through so much of that material to come up with. I tell you what, I'll say, I'll say, oh really? Yes, no, that's true. That's but not. Maybe at that point, Bowie was thinking, oh, you know, you know what? I'm not absolutely sure this is <laughs> yes, my voice. I'm not absolutely sure this is the artistic direction I want to go in for yeah, the next twenty years. But his years. mistake is. To let that show, yeah, perhaps because you say you say I'm going to be Ziggy Stardust in three years. I'm yeah. fucking had enough oh, of this. What the fuck am I doing <laughs> talking to a gnome? I mean, Which, that, by the way, it's just my voice speeded up. You or never is it? ever want Bowie to say this. Oh really? That that guy on the bench. If he had said that, yeah. Well, if you listen chef, very very oh, really? carefully, you could hear the gnome in the background going. <laughs> I'll message you in thirty years' time. <laughs> so this is how we feel it should have gone. Uh, given that the gnome would have been a bit pissed off that, that Bowie didn't go with his uh, his his idea. Hey, where do you come from? <laughs> oh, really? That's what he should have done. That's what he should have done. I think we should finish on that. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Stalking, or indeed Talking Time with the Moon Boys, with me, David Bliel and Tim Hinks. Goodbye. <laughs> Just as a postscript to that episode, we have now, in fact, checked. And the gnome voice was not done by Bowie. It was done by his engineer at the time, Gus Dudgeon, who went on to work very much with with Elton John, was a very famous producer and engineer. Sadly, no longer with us. He died uh, in 2002, I think, in a car crash, which is a great shame because, you know, we could have asked Gus, but now we can't. That is very sad. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.